Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Welcome back, old chums. Hello, hello. Pip, pip, hooray. I don't know. We're doing a Batman Greetings. thing. Yeah, we are doing and, and a Batman I, thing. I like when Batman gets a good chum in there. Uh, yeah. Yes. Keeps her classic. Mm. Uh, Because you know what I've been watching? What? I, I'd never seen this before, and I'd always heard good things. Batman Brave and the Bold. Okay. It was like mid-2000s, and I, I skipped it because at the time I was like, eh, it looks very kid-oriented. Like, not for me, that's fine. Turns out, no, it's just the Batman 66 show, but animated basically and it's just charming as all hell hello fellow kids legitimately good jokes and also some of the darkest stuff out there wow a mix of both family and not family i'm not that deep into it i'm maybe nine in and they did the origin story and i think we'll do it it's a christmas episode it is the darkest batman origin like it still keeps within the frame how could it be darker than his parents getting killed in front of him uh it's christmas Oh, that's just that's what makes it darker. <laughs> well, there's more to it than that, but oh, yeah, okay. the darkest Batman origin, like the most lighthearted version I've seen of the character. Did he have to like go like were they leaving Legend of Zorro the movie instead of the Zorro play? No, okay, <laughs> they didn't update it to the 1998 movie. Yeah, not the not the good one with Antonio Banderas and um, uh, Salma Hayek. No, 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 it wasn't Salma Hayek. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Desperado. <laughs> yes, you are. Antonio Banderas, Catherine Zeta-Jones, there and um, Anthony Hopkins. That was the good one. The one after that, not so good. But what do we got going on this week? I'm going to ask you travel questions. Okay. I, I I need your advice. Is that our is that our letter? Yeah, I'm going to. That'll be the letter to the editor. Okay, great. All right. There, I saved you from having to read a real letter to the editor. I have one specifically for you that you can answer. Okay. Okay. All right, so I guess that's coming up. You've been usurped, letter writers. <laughs> uh, this week we got Loki episode two. We're going to take a quick look at Loki, the news, this week in video game history, sports reports, the return of Batman, the animated series, but not that other one I started watching. The adventures continue. And apparently Jared's letter. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, every week you're like, if you got a question, I have a question. Well, the show is packed to the gills yes so therefore we should jump right into the news before we get started does anyone want to get out it's time for the news oh man i should have done the other one this time oh no i don't like where this is going should we do loki first or the news i've lost the flow uh let's just do the news you've already said the news we'll come back to loki okay great even though i have it literally at the top of my paperwork okay well speaking of batman oh boy did you see this? No, I did not. <laughs> I can't wait to do this I don't, one then. I don't know what this is. Uh, Batman was trending this week. Oh, okay. Some things were brought up about Batman. <laughs> um, this is from a Variety interview All right. with one of the showrunners of Harley Quinn. Okay, so it's not from like the Batman that's coming out sometime in the future. <laughs> no, but this is fantastic. Okay. The Harley Quinn show, originally when they were showing the teasers, I had no interest in it. Didn't think it looked up my alley. Kind of like Batman Brave and the Bold, okay. but the opposite. Then okay. I tried it out. Fantastic show. I love it. It's great. It's brave and it's bold. Well, this one's just Harley Quinn. Okay. Uh, this one isn't as bold as they want it to be. All right. 
just going to read you this excerpt. It, it made its rounds on the internet and brought up a very important question. Harley Quinn is also unique among the current crop of comic content in that its main characters, all of her closest allies, are villains rather than heroes of the DC canon. That allows the show to do different things with the characters that heroes simply cannot do, at least according to DC. It's incredibly gratifying and free to be using characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway, says Harlpin, one of the co-creators. Okay. A perfect example of that is in the third season of Harley, when we had a moment where Batman was going down on Catwoman and DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are heroes just selfish lovers? And they were like, no, it's that we sell consumer toys for heroes and it's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. (laughs) Uh, Heroes don't do that. Not all heroes wear capes. Which brought up um, a debate on the on the Twitter world of if Batman does or does not go down, which is just funny discourse. Uh, Batman, former Batman writer Scott Snyder tweeted out, he's like, I much prefer this discourse to like if ba- to the one of if Batman should kill the Joker or not. Uh, <laughs> now I kind of got to look it up. The, like when Batman was trending on Twitter. This is a couple like two days ago now. I put oh, up, okay. I put up a tweet of the Batman arc under the hood and said, "Of course he does." Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but why? Because I thought it was funny. Is it though? Is it really funny? Yes. Okay. I suppose I believe you. But yeah, uh, apparently Catwoman unfulfilled. That's what we learned in the Harley Quinn canon. That is well <laughs> disturbing. There we go. <sighs> You like that? You like that way to start off the news? That's, oh man. I but I can't even believe, actually I can't believe that you went to the, the Red Hood stuff. No, it's just called Under the Hood. Oh. The movie, the animated version was called Under the Red Hood. Oh, okay. I, well, I, I went back to the source. I'm I'm proud of you? You should be. I'm, no, I shouldn't be. Star Wars news. Yes. Are you just looking up the Catwoman stuff now? I want to, yes. You're going to find some weird fan art. Oh, well, you know. Okay, I'm paying attention. Liam Neeson, he was on one of the talk shows. I think it was Fallon. I don't remember. I don't care. They're all the same. Yeah. Or at least all the NBC ones. I don't like him. I don't no. like him. I don't like Gordon. No. Ow. <laughs> but uh, Liam Neeson was asked if he was going to be returning as Qui-Gon Jinn, and he denied it. The force <laughs> is not strong with him. He's saying, um, one, uh, they don't have enough money to get me there. He's like, and two, he, that he wasn't approached. I like how he puts money first, not I wasn't approached first. I also don't believe this. Yeah, because for the longest time, Liam, you and McGregor had to lie and say he didn't know what was happening or what was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and they've got him back for this character a couple of times. I mean, animated or just like voiceover, but he's still come back a few times for yes. it already. And if there's going to be anything that the show is going to have to do something of like seeds that were set up. This would be one. This is one of them versus Yoda just going like, hey, I saw this guy. Yeah, there's a Blue Force guy. Um, um, He's currently doing other stuff. That's why he's not on screen with us. Yeah, so. he has a very specific set of skills. Yeah, that scene plays out so awkwardly because you're just like, ah, scheduling conflicts. Yes. <laughs> so I can't imagine that he's not in this. I'm not saying he's in it a lot. How much cooler would it have been if he actually showed up as a Force ghost in episode three? It would have been cool. Yeah. I, I bet we're going to get it this time, despite what he says. Because if it's supposed to be a, like a secret, there's no way that he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing that hasn't been announced yet. You tricked me, Fallon. That bastard. Yeah, I 
I think he's in it. I don't care what he says. And I don't think that it, like it didn't occur to anyone to be like, wait, we forgot about the Liam Neeson thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's there. We know. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way they haven't asked him. No, of course they have. Yeah. Oh, you mean Qui-Gon? Only the guy that learned how to commune from the Force? Yeah, which is going to be a big part of this series. Hey. Oops. More Batman news. Okay. <laughs> Less dirty. Okay. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um. Yes. Sadder. Sadder news. Uh, the Lego Batman sequel isn't happening. I love that first movie. Well, it's because Batman was too busy. Heroes don't do that. <laughs> wow. Um, There's so many bad ways to go with that. Uh, there. I mean, I love that first movie. There was a script that had been, I guess, fully written. It was in development. But the rub comes with the Lego rights moved over to Universal. Ah. So they have like a deal over there, which means they have Lego, but they can't do Batman because Warner Brothers has that. So yeah, Lego Batman sadly will not be happening. No more Lego Batman. You didn't see that one. You should have. No, but it doesn't mean I still can't. It's true, I guess. It's probably on HBO Max. It's not like it's unavailable to me in some fashion. It's really funny. I love that movie a lot. Isn't it like Will Arnett is Batman? Yeah. Okay. See, I knew that much. What else happened? <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> um, Lord of the Rings news. Oh, it's been a while since we've heard about them. Well, I, there's that show on Amazon that's the most expensive show on of all time. Yeah, but it's not going right now. It's not. You can't watch it. It's not there yet. No, but New Line announced that they are going to have a quote-unquote in-canon animated movie with the other like Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies. Set in the past, uh, original story called War of the Rohirrim, talking about like hel- how Helm's Deep got to be in the story of Helm Hammerhead. I don't know if I... Uh, I don't need that. By the way, doesn't it make you feel kind of old that uh, Fellowship of the Ring is 20 years old? That's how time works. But 20 years old. Yeah, still holds up. It does. But this is being fast-tracked, they also noted. I'm sure it has nothing to do with the Amazon thing and like trying to strike when the iron is hot. Oh, I'm sure it has everything to do with that. Yeah. They need... They need to be able to sell those action figures that don't do those things that heroes do. I don't really care about this. I guess um, they have uh, Philippa Boyens, who is one of the writers of all the Lord of the Rings stuff, is going to be overseeing some of it. But I don't know. Going from like Tolkien stuff to, hey, what if this also happened? It just doesn't excite me. No. And maybe it's great animation. I mean, I remember poo-pooing like Into the Spider-Verse when that got announced, and I was wrong. No, you were dead wrong. It was a great movie. Great flick. But, yeah, sure. I don't I don't really care. And then trailers. Uh, you're going to have to talk more about this one than me, because I don't know diddly. No, you don't. About Masters of the Universe. Revelations. Looks Oh, it looks so much fun. I'm excited for it. You get a little glimpse at everybody. I don't know any of these characters. I mean, if you told me... If you show me a picture of them, I might be able to go, okay, like, that's a He-Man character. And if you told, gave me a list of names, I could probably point to... I couldn't match like a name to a character. I I wish I had prepared this. Hold on a second. I think I... I know nothing about Masters of the Universe. My knowledge is as surface level as it gets. One of them is Fisto, which is a hilarious name. Let's see. All right. I have a list. You need to tell me, is this a He-Man character or not? Really? Yes. <laughs> Is this something you just found on yes, the internet? It is. Thank you, internet. Prince Adam. Yes, I know that one. Beast Man. Yes. Yes, he's one of Skeletor's main henchmen. Orko. Yes. So I'm doing okay with the names. You're doing all right. If you're you, sh- right. you trying to show me, like, which is which, I could have done Prince Adam. Triclops. No. Yes, Triclops is one of the henchmen. Oh. Ram Man. 
I think so. Yes, that is correct. So uh, far, these every answer has been yes, by the way. This isn't a very good quiz. Uh, no, it's not. She-Ra. Yeah, she's part of it. The Sorceress. No. Yes, it is the so Sorceress. So every single one of them has been yes. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say no to any of these anymore. Buzz off. Saying no to that one. It is actually a character. Come on. <laughs> every single... You're yes. literally just reading a list of characters. Yes, I was. I thought that was fun because you had to think about it. <laughs> Buzz off is my favorite. I almost said Orkin instead of Orko to see if I could trip you up. Battle Cat. <laughs> okay, now you're just listing. No, Battle Cat is, yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Um, I don't know anything about this, but trailer looked really freaking cool. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Like, animation-wise. Like, like, really. Animation-wise, you could. it just looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I think Kevin Smith is going to knock this out of the park. And I mean, Mark Hamill sounds like every villain he ever does, but yes. I don't care. I still like the sound of that voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Skeletor is such an iconic villain. That's I mean, I know you do it for the sake of, like, I guess the old one did, yeah. but you could see, like, his bones were moving to show, like, different expression. I'm like, is that how bone works? That's how Skeletor works. Okay, great. I'll take it. Yeah, they're splitting this into two parts. The next one, it's coming out next month. I have the power! Yeah, you were you were a giddy little boy after this one. It was, I mean, it just looks fun. We'll watch it when it comes out, but I, I'm going into, I'm sure there'll be, um some easing into it because i know nothing it's like it's like when you go into stuff like, i don't know see what happens yeah <laughs> but yeah it looks good uh the bonnie tyler song shows up three different times in media this week once during this trailer and i think that they were first and then there was a guardians of the galaxy a uh, video game trailer that used it and then it was in the first scene of loki this week yes bonnie tyler having herself a week mm. The only thing we didn't get was the slow motion tractor chicken game that the song was originally on. What? That was in from, from Footloose. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how much I remember about Footloose. Yeah, when the two guys are driving the tractors at each other in like slow motion and they gave a chicken. All right. There you go. <laughs> You've watched Footloose more recently than me. No, it just stands out in my mind. Also, Picard, I mean, it had a tease, like real vague teaser before, like no footage, but we saw our first footage from Picard season two. They're like, it's coming out in 2022. Then why do we have this teaser? <laughs> it's a minimum of six months. But we want to show you Q. I don't, John Delancey, looking Look great. He is. Look great. I've seen him in other stuff where he had gained a little bit of weight, but he looks trim. Looks oh, yeah. good. Yes. I like his little goatee. <laughs> I was just my one thought was like, why is everybody up on the time travel stuff now? Because yeah, because Star like Trek time. has never done time travel or alternate universes. No, or the fact that you know the last episode of Next Generation was all about time travel caused by Q. I mean, we don't know how much Q is in this. Oh, I bet he plays prominent role. Guinan's supposed to be in this as well. Yeah, she is. So, and that's about all we know. We saw some of the cast. I want numbers. Worf and Jordy. Give me Worf <laughs> and crush her if we have to. I am Worf, son of Moog. I'd rather see them than Crusher as well, though. They're more interesting. <laughs> what about, would you take Wesley over Beverly? No, because that would just open up a whole can of worms of like, what happened to you, man? Yeah. What, <laughs> what happened with the Traveler? Like, you were supposed to go off and do all these things, and now you're just, what, here? Sure. No, I think that's too confusing. Leave Wesley out of this. Yes. Did you recognize the insignia that they, I mean, clearly it's like the alternate, I'm assuming it's just yeah. like Starfleet in the alternate timeline. Yeah. You, you didn't but recognize it, what they were beyond that? I wonder, Like one, it was like kind of like an immediate feel for Romulus, like a Romulan thing, because it's like the Romulan Star Empire, but yeah. No, yeah. it's probably just multiple universes. 
Yeah, I mean that's my best guess. And I love that the trailer also um or also treats the audience like idiots when they show Seven of Nine's face and like they have to like be hiding her eye in like the first like four shots of the fifth one she's touching her face. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, we know that you're not a Borg right now. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Crap's out of her face. It was an easier day in the makeup chair for her. Yes. <laughs> Just sit there and get a little face blush. But I'm glad Seven and I, I mean, I assume she was, but it's nice seeing that she is definitely coming back as she was only a guest star last year. Yes. I mean, not a ton of there. We see, see flashes of um, most of the characters. Picard's at some kind of ceremony. Not a lot to go off of that. Yeah, like a press conference ceremony. But I could get excited about seeing Q back. Oh, one of my favorite characters. I liked it when... Um, he just gets to chew the scenery as hard as he wants. When, when Cisco hits him, Picard never hit me. Well, I'm not Picard. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah, sure. What that whistle. It's, we're a ways off. Talk about it. a series that really, once it got going, was great was Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Talked about it many times. I know. not. It's not better than Next Generation. Just different. I still don't understand the ending, but that's okay. No. Also, I was just thinking recently, thinking back on Insurrection... They're very hand-wavy about the Dominion War and the Borg very early on. Like, oh, by the way, these are a lot of things that happened, and uh, ta-ta. Well, that's the one where Worf just shows up, and they give no explanation Exa- for it. And that's part of it. Like, <laughs> like in case you're not watching Team Space Nine, here's Worf. He's back. No yeah. reason. Yeah, no reason. Uh, I think there was originally, because I was actually, I've been doing some rewatch of some Star Trek stuff recently, and originally the line of dialogue between Picard and Worf was supposed to be how's married life. But then they're like, well, that means people have to really understand what's going on with Deep Space Nine and, and when did he get married and who's Jadzia. So. And is she dead at that point? Yeah, I can't remember. But there was supposed to be some Spoilers, sort of mention. by the way. Some sort of mention to him. Like that one of all of them doesn't make any sense that he was de- like there. Yeah, they, zero explanation. We've talked about this yes. before. Mr. Worf, how the hell are you? Or what the hell are you doing here? So speaking of speaking on behalf of the audience. Captain. Uh, and that's it. That's it. That's the news. Shall we take a look? Things got a little dirty there. You started it right off the bat. <laughs> I thought it'd come out swinging. I guess, what was swinging? Heroes don't do that, Zach. But from the news, we're going to go take a look at Loki. Episode two. Stuff happens. Yeah. Do you like that these are 55-minute episodes? Yeah, I'm fine with it. But this one, I don't know. The last, the first episode was so much like I, I could roll with that one a lot because it felt like it was really setting up the world. And this one just felt like even more set up. I'm like, we kind of tightened this up a little or like had some more things happen. The one thing I, I will say about it is when it's funny, it's funny. But when it tries to be like drama, it's not good drama. I mean, there's an entire scene about stalling for time, and like this is already moving pretty slow. Don't stall for time. Yes, <laughs> like the show is literally doing what it's doing in the show. Stop that. No, I do like you. Still can't figure out what is Loki doing. What is his scheme? You can't tell. Like, is he good? Is he bad? Is he an antihero in this? What's happening with Loki? I think he's just trying not to die at the moment. <laughs> yeah, because I think he knows that right now the ending is he dies. Yeah, getting vaporized. I think that's um, the thing he's trying to avoid. Yes, but he also knows if the timeline, like, you know, if the timeline, the um, sacred timeline plays out as it should, he's going to die at the hands of Thanos. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I think. But this isn't, it it is interesting that we kind of like, we didn't really talk about this last week, but this takes place well in advance of Infinity War. Or sideways or whatever. On a different tangent, yes. But I don't, I've. 
I enjoyed it, but I don't, it was just moving at a little too slow of a pace. Like, I don't know why we're plotting this much. Yeah. I felt like a lot of what happened in this episode could have happened in the last, like, you just could have restructured them to be, like, one tighter episode. Yes. And the re- the reveal was nothing, really, because, of course, that's what it is. What, Lady Loki? <gasps> Spoilers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, there was no reason to hide loki under a hood we've been seeing him for 10 years so the fact that it was like a figure shrouded in mystery i'm like all right where are they going with this the time he was a lady do you think it's gonna end with like a fractured multiverse and they've got to like repair it in the next set of i think whatever this is is leading heavily into doctor strange yes the other thing that there could be an inciting incident here that starts a cascade i mean we also just might have seen it in this episode to be fair I mean, I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying Owen Wilson. He's just doing his Owen Wilson thing. Yeah, he's very good at Yes, He's not good at James Cagney. That's a good point. Sorry. I'm not good at Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. Wow. You have to get in there through the wow. Wow. <laughs> Loki. <laughs> Closer. Damn it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the I, like. There was just so much exposition. It's like, okay, we're explaining how time works. Let's just sit at a table and ruin a salad. Hilarious for five minutes i don't know i i enjoyed it but i didn't love it hmm. yeah i mean it feels like it, eh. like it moved forward a little bit but not really like in the last episode a bit too i feel like falcon and the winter soldier kind of did the opposite where uh they spent all their money on the first episode and all their money on the last episode yeah i bet this show is saving all of its money for when we start jumping into different dimensions or different timelines like because we see like the like an apocalyptic like new york destroyed in the trailer and yes. probably something with the soul stone so i feel like they're banking their money they were feeling it a little bit dry on the front but i bet it picks up i mean there's still quite a bit of visual effect to this yeah but they're not do it's not that big yet it's mostly people sitting in an office building yeah true if you just have two people talking in an office building and the last episode was also that that's saving you some bucks so you could do bigger visual effect shots when you start hopping timelines. That's my guess, but... Yeah. And I think you're going to have a lot of cameos. There's still a lot of cameos yet to be seen. Yeah, I don't know. And we'll see, like, if, if they're alternate versions, do you need to get, like, the same actors back? Probably not. I think you'll see, like, Hulk. You'll see Ruffalo. No, I don't... We'll see. Maybe some Thor. Maybe. It's one of those things, like, they're not going to tell you in advance, like, <laughs> come back next week, Chris Evans. Yeah. No, it's going to be, that's what's going to make it fun, is it's going to be out of nowhere. Well, annoying is the teaser set it up like we might be seeing those characters when Loki's doing the D.B. Cooper thing and he calls for like Heimdall and Thor and yeah. they show that in the trailer. They're like, oh, look, who's going to be here? It's like, no, it's just a flashback. You don't see them like, mm-hmm. No, but Hiddleston's still great. He's He does such a great job as Loki. Yeah, he's a sad boy. He is a sad boy. <laughs> he read papers about how everyone he knows is dead. It's true. <laughs> The destruction of Asgard again. See, I wonder if that there's going to be some kind of something around that because it's come up prominently in the first two episodes. I don't a reversal of Ragnarok. I don't know. I still wonder if there's a scroll out there and it's going to set up secret invasion. There was a scroll in the first episode, just walking around the background. Oh, there you go. There you go. He was there. Yeah. Is that it? Is that Loki? Is that our look at That's Loki? All the look at with Loki. Well, moving on from Loki to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up this week in video game history. Here's a weird one to start with. 
1982, it was ruled in the New York Supreme Court that NYC could limit the physical number of arcades in the city because games were not protected by the First Amendment. Really? Isn't that weird? That is kind of interesting. I didn't dive deeper into, like, did they start limiting, like, just shutting down arcades like they were speakeasies? What are you going to do? I'm going to put some quarters in Space Invaders. Yeah, no, even like 1982. (laughs) Nothing that intense was happening by 1982 games, right? Yeah, just a weird one to start. 1996, uh, Mortal Kombat 3 was released for the PlayStation in Japan. Boo. That horrible in-between time. Oh, yeah. In-between, you know, graphics and controls that worked well and uh, the old 2D stuff. Yeah. No, thank you. Not for me. 2005, EA released Batman Begins, continuing a long-standing tradition that's kind of died now of releasing terrible movie tie-in video games. Yeah. Because they're always rushed and they're awful 99% of the time. There always has to be something. Like the Batman on the NES game. Some of the early NES ones like Batman is good. It's hard as hell and really has very little to do with the movie outside of some design stuff. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 is the one that people always point to. is like, that's the good video game and the best Spider-Man game until that PlayStation 4 one came out. And I didn't play the PlayStation 4 one, but the Spider-Man 2 one was good. X-Men Origin Wolverine is an excellent Revenge of the Sith was game. actually not a bad video game either. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway. In 2006, the DS Lite was announced. For the low, low price. Oh, yeah, right. These are Was supposed it? to be guessing games. Oh, L-I-T-E, right? Yeah. Okay. Smaller, more compact, good version of the system. $129.99. Not a terrible price. No. 2008. Okay. Uh, the fourth main series game of this came out, this PlayStation exclusive uh, that was originally famous for hiding in a box. Hiding in a box? Yep. 2008? Yeah, this is the fourth one of these. PlayStation exclusive. I can't think of it. Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, hiding in a box is the best you could do? From Metal Gear Solid? Yes, that's what the series is known for. You hide in a box, <sighs> and you sneak. Uh, whatever. I almost said <laughs> Twisted Metal. 2010, uh, this thing that everybody hated. Mm. Microsoft revealed a new kind of controller, a new way to play your Xbox 360, where it watched you all the time and it didn't work for shit. Oh, um... Uh, I, I know what you're talking about, because PlayStation has the PlayStation View, which is this version of it, but I can't... The Connect. Oh, yeah, that piece of shit. <laughs> no one cared. No. Also in 2010, the 3DS was revealed. A 3D system where you didn't need glasses. Then how can it be 3D? It's cool. It's fun. I know. It's a little, it's a little gimmicky, but... Not know. as gimmicky as Virtual Boy. <laughs> no. They, I mean, that was the last time, like, Ocarina of Time, like Majora's Mask were released... And they smooth them up a little bit. Yeah, why not? It's a good system. And then uh, 2011, final one. Okay. This long, 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 long delayed game finally came out to meh. In 2011? <laughs> yeah. This game had been delayed for like, I don't even remember how long. It was like well over 10 years. Was it on a Nintendo platform? No, I don't think it went to any. It wouldn't have gone there. It would have gone to. Oh, was it Halo 2? No. Oh. This, this would have gone to... That was an also was not delayed for like 10 years. That oh. came out like a couple of years later. You're right. It's a popular 90s series. Not Mortal Kombat. Not Street Fighter. I don't know. I'm just shaking my head. It's for an audio medium. No, I don't know. Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no one cared. No. No. Long delayed and just kind of came out like a wet fart. Yes. <laughs> That's I'm here it. To- kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of gum yes he stole that line from yes uh, okay i guess you could continue your sentence i'm no i'm done from what was it was that roddy piper yes 
I don't remember my wrestlers because I never. Well, no, it was wrestling. in a, it was in the it was in the zombie movie where he had the glasses on. He could see zombies with his glasses. Them. Yes. That's it for video game. From NBA Jam to the NBA Finals, it's time for Jared Sports Reports or playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's not the finals yet. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Uh, no more playoffs for the Boston Bruins. They lost the same night that we recorded last week's show. Tuka Rask revealed he had a torn hip labrum, and he was playing goalie on that. So he's slated to have surgery sometime uh, early to midsummer. So that kind of opens the door for Jeremy Swayman from UMaine to take over for a while. But uh, he still, Tugarask says he doesn't want to play anywhere else but Boston. He's an unrestricted free agent. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but the Bruins aren't getting any younger. I'll tell you that right now. Patriots minicamp is underway. Cam Newton is looking, eh, you know, back Jones is really impressed a lot of people. He's been the first one on the field every minicamp session by 15 to 20 minutes. Working out with young guys, working on air. So Mac Jones putting in the time and the effort and the work. Uh, Stephon Gilmore conspicuously absent from practices. Granted, it's still you know mid June, early June, so long way to go there. I know that he he's um, I believe he's a, a free agent. Yes, so one of those contracts. You wonder how they're going to settle that up. You've also got the Boston Red Sox. They are number two in the AL East behind the Blue Jays. I was sorry, the Rays after. Uh, the Rays had done pretty well in a series, but uh, the Yankees have climbed back up. They're two games over 500, shockingly. But, Ooh, 500. Yes, but the Red Sox are there's a three-way tie for best record in the American League with 43 wins between the A's, the, so the White Sox, and the Rays. And the Red Sox have 41 wins, a uh, game and a half back, but they are in control, really, if uh, for that um, play-in spot. So I really haven't been paying attention to the NBA except for Kevin Durant had an unbelievable night the other night. Oh, things have been happening. Yes, please do. The Nuggets were swept. Yes. Too bad. If they had Jamal Murray, they probably would have come out of the West. But, you know, injuries happen. No one goes unscathed. Uh, Chris Paul has entered COVID protocols. I saw that as well. Not great when you're going into the final or the conference finals. No. I'm just going to keep saying finals. Finals, finals, finals. Uh, Joel Embiid is looking pretty beat up, so his series, I mean, who knows what's going to happen against the Hawks. The Sixers are the better team, but if Embiid is kind of hobbled, could go either way. Yeah. And definitely the big news is with the Milwaukee Nets series. Harden went out like in the first 40 seconds of game three, and then Kyrie really sprained his ankle. Like, X-rays were negative. But, but I mean, it was gruesome to yeah, watch. You look at that thing. That thing goes in the wrong direction. So it looks like Bucks are going to get swept, but they come back, they win games tie up the series 2-2 and then last night when we're recording this like things were going poorly for the nets a team that i want to lose yes <laughs> to be clear i turned it on like in the second quarter because i was seeing like the stat line showing just like bucks are up like 17 james harden is zero for six because he's come back way too early on the hamstring injury like only kevin duran and jeff green have like combined for like 33 points or something i'm like oh this will be a fun little watch just to get the nets slapped around and then kevin durant had one of his most iconic games of all time yes he just took the game over <laughs> he had a like was it either early in the third or late in the second he already had a triple double i, I don't remember the stat line it was like 44 points 17 rebounds he's a few other odds and ends a couple of things here and there sold some popcorn <laughs> But yeah, he just took over the game. It was insane to watch. And you could just see the momentum switch 
I mean, because the the Bucks were up like sixteen, and you could just like then there's like a seventeen five run in like three minutes. And the craziest thing, aside from the crazy stat lines and everything he did, I mean, tell me the last time you saw this, Durant played all forty eight minutes. You never see that. No, you don't. That's some eighties stuff. Yes. You know, like Harden played like forty six on a bum hamstring. That's a lot of minutes. But now the question is like, did they just like empty the tank because they have to play tomorrow night? So we'll see what happens. I mean, Nets are up 3-2. It's like, I don't want them to win, but you know, got to give all credit where credit is due. Kevin Durant had an amazing game. Yeah. We were watching it. We were just like, hmm. You're like, I want you to fail, but I want you to succeed in this moment so I can say I watched this magnificent performance. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But that's basketball. This is your playoff update. That's That's all I got. Late sports reports. We're almost to the time of year where... Uh, coming up, yeah, Major League Baseball All Star Break is like the time of the year, like the day before and the day after the All Star Game is like there's no professional sports on the calendar. That's when you go to like ESPN three. Oh, the ESPN eight, the Ocho. You can watch like Spike Ball, Cornhole. Who doesn't love a good game of Spike Ball? I never really got into Spike Ball. The net, you can't ever get it tight enough. Oh, there we go. Yes. All can, right, Can Jam. Can jam. Beer pong. I love yelling can jam. Beer pong. I love playing beer pong. Flip cup. Beer die. I don't love flip cup as much. No, flip cup is like the, I'm just going to, this this purpose of this game is no skill, just get drunk. <laughs> yeah. Like every other drinking game, that's not the point. Well, I mean, there's some skill involved in like beer die or beer pong. All right. So from there. Beirut, as some people may call it. Back in the 90s. Yes. There was this little show called Batman the Animated Series. It's only a tiny show. Beloved classic. Universally praised. You're really building this up. Oh, it's a great show. Yeah. It still is. You're making it sound like it was like the Citizen Kane of television. It's like the Citizen Kane of cartoons. Yeah. I mean, it's not the most important cartoon of all time, but it's it's a good cartoon. Have I upset you? No, I was, I was thinking about how Citizen Kane found, like, 80 years later, they found one bad review. So it no longer has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what will happen with Batman the Animated I'm series. sure it has more than one bad review. But the show ended. It's had other spinoffs. There's been some sequel movies, like The Mystery of Batwoman, which is a terrible movie and never watch it. Uh, the Batman Harley Quinn movie, which is semi-connected. Stuff like Justice League, Batman Beyond... Justice League Unlimited, things of that nature. Also, there were comics before as well and since. But this is supposedly, and take it as you will, the official continuation of Batman the Animated Series. Because it's called Batman the Adventures Continue Season 1. And now I'm playing the theme. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Eight issues originally released digitally before coming out in physical form. It counts as a whole season, quote-unquote. They've just started season two. It's written by uh, two of the showrunners at the time, Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. So it's got that authentic Batman, you know, writer pedigree. And also, uh, they brought back the artist who did the animated comics from the 90s, Ty Templeton, in the art, kind of trying to copy Bruce Timm's style. And I think he gets pretty close. Yep. Again, he also had this job back in the 90s. Ah, the 90s. But some of the cool stuff that they've done with this is they've added in additional characters and then like trying to stylize them as such. But essentially what we have here, for lack of a better term, are four episodes. Is it really four episodes? More than four episodes because there was a three-parter and a two-parter. Well, I it's mean... seven episodes. Well, it's eight issues. Or is it eight... Wait, there was I'm one... just counting the arcs. Oh, okay. I'm counting the arcs as episodes. Okay, that's fair. All right. Episode one. 
What's cool in this is, and unfortunately the graphic novel, they tuck them in the back. They do these title cards that look like the old episode title cards did, which I enjoyed yes. when you read them online. Episode one, Hardware. Hardware. So this was the one with the um, Superman was locked in Lex Luthor's alien robot. Apparently there'd been a fight <laughs> with um, Superman and Brainiac and Brainiac's helmet was recovered by Lex Luthor. That must be from the Superman show, which I have barely watched. It must be. But they also reference Bruce's talking to Lex, and they do mention the events of World's Finest, which we had watched previously. That was the three or four part crossover. Yes. Which was cool to see. But I mean, Lex Luthor really up to no good. And Veronica Sup- Vreeland's back, baby. Superman's kind of gone missing. Nobody knows where he is. And then the world's greatest detective figures out, with the help of Alfred, that there are extra cockpits. He's like, nope, that's where he's keeping a battery, and the battery is Superman. And the cool thing in this one, art-wise, is we get to see uh, the Dark Knight Returns suit, but what if it was done? The armored suit that he fights Superman with, Like, but it's what if true. that happened to the Batman animated series? Yeah, which was kind of cool. I mean, Batman fights a robot <laughs> with Lex Luthor. Superman's in there. It's good enough time. Yeah, kryptonite dust kind of... Uh, kryptonite jolt or something like that shakes Superman out of what he's doing. He's able to break out of the but, suit. But I like this. This is a kind of pre-Justice League story between they start off on those adventures. Yes. I guess there's really five issues in here, or five stories. Uh, second one starts off. Yeah, I mean, first one, why not? Introduce us to the world. Remind us that it's a over, like greater DC world exists in there. And getting a fun little Superman cameo. Yes, we like Superman. The next issue is Mentors where we're introduced for the first time in the animated series realm of Deathstroke. Yes. So pretty much the premise of this is, uh, it's not Jason Dodd, it's the... um, Tim Drake. Tim Drake is kind of like experiencing growing pains. He wants to like, feels like he's restricted, needs to get out of the house. And Deathstroke's like, I'll take you under my wing. Yeah, and they keep on fighting Firefly. Firefly just keeps on popping up trying to burn stuff. Batman not very very happy about it he's not very trusting of deathstroke he's like your name is deathstroke yes <laughs> i mean but he gets i don't trust you you weird pirate but uh they defeat firefly kind of sort of and batman is very disappointed because young mr drake drake is it, yeah i can't I yes it's drake sorry was out when he's supposed to be grounded supposed to be studying for his test gets grounded but this is also happening while there's a mysterious character that's been following and plotting their moves and kind of stalking Batman. And then we also find out Deathstroke's... <laughs> like, and if you read Batman Hush, it's just Jason. Yes. With the same white streak of hair. Yes. And pretty much the deal here is like, eh, Deathstroke is not really trying to mentor them. He's trying to corral them in to kill them. They've been hired by someone. Who could it yes. be? Lex Luthor! Yeah. Death's... Lex is mad because Batman beat him up in a robot suit. Yeah. So he's hiring Deathstroke to try and kill everyone. Batman wins because Batman wins. Yes. And this is where I started to um, get a little uneasy with some of the stuff in this book. Okay. Because Deathstroke is also like trying to team up with Batman. And he talks about how um, there could be like a 9-11 event. Yeah. And that stopped me in my tracks. I, was I like, remember that. I was like, um yeah this is gonna do this a couple of times but something that works really well about batman the animated series is it is it's out of time it's timeless like there's all these weird like contradictions of like there's some level of computer but then everyone's driving like a 1940s car yeah but there's a lot of art deco gothic stuff yeah feel to it it's very specifically not in a certain time 
But throughout this whole run, we're going to get a couple references. It's like 9-11 is very specific, like date-wise and also event-wise. Yes, it's known what it is. I I read it like five times. I'm like, are we talking about that 9-11? Like, what other 9-11 is there? Which is coming up on the 20th anniversary of that. Still how time works. Yes. So that kind of blew my mind. There's a few other ones in here. There's some pop culture references. Also, Barbara Gordon just has a smartphone, which really bugged me. Like again, uh, that mystery of like the Batwoman like directed DVD movie is terrible, and they have set, like flip phones and that. I'm like that takes it out, but yeah, having smartphones is just as egregious. We're gonna get references. I start. I stopped writing them down at a certain point. But the Joker is gonna reference Family Guy. Jason Todd is gonna reference it, the Stephen King yes story. I'm like, I can't imagine. I mean, it's in this, but it's like the, the animated series making a Family Guy reference. I was like, that feels weird. Like that is out of place. I don't know. I didn't like that. That is definitely my least favorite part of this is the pop culture re- references. Yeah, because it it dates it, and like you said, the animated series timeless. Could happen anytime. And that's any, part- like yeah. It's part of what makes it work is that it is kind of pulled into that nebulous space. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of the references. Issue or episode three. Arc three. Asriel shows up. <laughs> yeah, we get real 90s on this. This is called the Darker Knight. Yes. So Asriel shows up. There's some sort of cloak that's important to his, um, I can't think of the word I want to use. Church. Church. Sect. That's the word. Sect. I was going to go with that. Uh, and he's like. Just shows up at the Batcave like, yeah, I kind of knew you were Batman all along, Bruce. How's it going? It's like, wow, you're really, really bad at this, Batman. Of like, Also introducing John Paul Valley into this world for the first time because he was also being invented in the 90s. Yes. Around the same time of this show. But apparently this cloak from his sect has magical healing and resurrection powers, and he's trying to track it down. And lo and behold, well, it's Penguin. Penguin's in there. Penguin kind of gets his ass kicked real quick. Yeah, uh, this show, because it is following up after the final season, they have kept those character redesigns, So, it does, with the exception of one, and we'll get there, but all the redesigns that happened... Straight so, Man? Well, he was, he's new, too. Uh, okay. But, like, Penguin looks like he did after season, I guess they'd call it three, three or four, depending on, I don't even know, the DVD box that's really threw me off. But Catwoman's in this, and she has, like, that kind of, like, weird blue tint design. Is this what, this is when her and... No. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Heroes don't do that. What a great quote. It's not a good quote. I mean, I don't think it's accurate. I think it's a memorable it's, thing to say. I think the story is memorable, period. <laughs> but then what's also cool is like uh, later on, we're going to get flashbacks of things that would have been happening like before season four, we're just going to call it. Mm-hmm. And it's like we so we see the updated penguin here, but when we get flashbacks, we see the old designs, which I really liked. I thought that was a fun little bit of continuity. Yes, but yeah. So I mean, we get the full blown Asriel suit, but again, '90s style, yeah, or animated series style. Beats the piss out of Mister Freeze. Yeah, Mister Freeze shows like Nora because he's trying to resurrect Nora. his wife with this magical cloak. Yeah, she died. I don't even remember that. Apparently, well, <laughs> I guess that happened. Clearly, <laughs> she's a husk. She is no longer, she has shuffled off the mortal coil. Nora. She's gone up the spout, as a Civil War soldier would say. Yeah, so whatever. I mean, Mr. Freeze's story really only works with her in there, so he gets his little cameo. He can't resurrect her. I feel like the one thing I was reading is, like, they're trying to get every, like, highlight member of the rogue gallery in, except for one. There was no Riddler. No. 
he's only in like three or four episodes. He's in a crazy small number. No. But I mean, the last arc, which we'll get to in a second, they shoehorn everybody they can in there. Oh, yeah. When the Clock King is in there. <laughs> King Shark was in there. He was never in the animated series, so he's there's some background characters that are additions, like Deadshot's in there too, a few other guys. But yeah, Azrael gets his cloak back. Yeah. Good enough. You know what's not in here, though, and as I'm holding the graphic novel in my hand, some false advertising. Oh, yeah? There's zero dick in this. <laughs> it's not Dick Grayson. <laughs> I was okay, thank you. <laughs> but this is the first time that character hasn't been in a quote-unquote season. He's mentioned. I see, like, his costume is shown at one point, like, on display, but... Yeah. Yes, and he is definitely mentioned, but, yeah, no actual physical appearance of Dick. <laughs> now you're just doing it on purpose. You're thinking long and hard about Dick. You're, you're a child. <laughs> you're, you're the one who made the Dick joke. But, yeah, then we get to the meat of the story. What, like, the biggie. Yeah, this is the, the, the premiere. The premiere, top-of-the-line story arc in this. Yeah, introducing uh, Jason Todd Red Hood into this universe. Yes. And a lot of this is done in flashback. Like, Jason is never mentioned, never brought up. Like, at the time... Uh, by, by the way, spoiler, he was the one stalking. Yeah. But w- when the creation of Tim Drake came around, at least in the animated series, it was kind of an amalgam of just Jason and Tim. But they just, you know, he was the yeah. current Robin at the time, so they just went with a new one and just kind of gave him some of Jason's backstory. But in this one, like... Which is funny, because at one point Tim's like... He has, like, the same thing as me. Award. Yeah. But, like, it shows, like, Jason was very violent from the get-go. It was, like, one of those, you shouldn't train him, Batman. Oh, I've got this. Yeah. Jason's story in this is basically, not exactly, but a very almost one-to-one translation of his story from the comics. So if you know Jason's story, you've seen it. Except in this, you get to see him beating up animated series characters yeah i mean he almost gets beat to death with the crowbar but this time he survives what's i was kind of shocked about that because yeah eventually jason becomes rebellious and he runs off and he tries to um, he's going to get the joker but he's double crossed and he gets tied down and the joker just starts wailing on him with a crowbar kind of like the death of the family stuff except they're showing all of it which is yeah i didn't like let's go with an example uh one of the best episodes from the show it's a two-parter oh i'm blanking on the name robin's reckoning which is like the the, um intro for dick grayson and giving not the intro his origin story and something that they talk about like on the dvd special features is the way we see um dick's parents die is uh, you see them swing out and then i can't gunshot i think or maybe the yeah it was just a gunshot and then like the whatever it's called the rope that they were swinging the on trapeze. comes back well the physical handle that's yeah the trapeze handle yeah but that just swings back into frame like and there's no one on it and it's yeah. like it's very evocative and there's a lot of like your mind fills in the blanks of what just happened versus just showing like them splatted on the ground yes so very minimal and it's very effective and it's something that fits standard and practices at the time and this comic like no we're just gonna beat a boy with a crowbar <laughs> It's, yeah, like um, Joe Pesci in <laughs> Casino. Like, it's very violent. I'm like, huh, it feels kind of out of place for this world. Yeah, the fact that he survived most of that beating in the first place, too. Yeah, and the Joker escapes. And this is the character design where they went, no, I guess we won't be using the redesigned Joker. Because <laughs> that one sucked and everyone hated it. Yeah. It's like slimmed down and had those weird shark eyes. And they just went, nah, I'm going to use the the design that people like. 
which to be fair when he shows he's in a couple episodes of justice league when he shows up they've redesigned him again to be much closer to his original design so if you want to go with that as like it kind of fits in continuity sure but they went so far away from that design i thought it was hilarious yeah i was like oh this is not joker but yeah jason um lets his presence be known batman meets him in a bar yes the scene i really liked like jason come home yeah it's like you asked me to give you a chance i'm asking you to give me a chance do you find when you were when you read this you can like put the voices of the voice actors yeah oh yeah definitely like you can hear like this is what it would sound well, it's funny. For the first issue, you can find that Kevin Conroy online, he read the first issue out. So I sat, it's like a 15 minute video. I just sat my ass down and like read along with Kevin Conroy. Good for you. <laughs> it was a good time. So, anyway, it comes down to like a choice between because Jason's all butthurt about Batman not choosing to kill Joker when he had the chance. So now he's like, you have to choose. Either Tim Drake is going to die, Joker's going to die, I'm going to die, somebody's going to die, and you're going to decide who it is, Batman. Yeah, it's it's very under the hood. Like they've copied the story very closely, except for capturing Tim. That wasn't in there. Yeah, but yeah, it's surprisingly close to not a lot of adaptations. Just kind of there. Yeah, look, we all know what happens. Joker gets away. Tim is safe. Jason, maybe he's dead. Except then he's not. Deathstroke picked him up. They're like, hey, maybe we'll be back next season. Yeah, it's like sometimes your family finds you. Something like that was the line. I'm curious uh, where this started coming from, because before this started, there was a line of toys. They were kind of like, what if toys, if Batman, the animated series had continued or they had had like different elements in there. And some of them were like toys of what if Jason Todd was in this world? What would he look like? So I'm curious if that was kind of some of the impetus behind starting this. Could be. It's interesting enough. I... For something that's, like, the main focus of this season of, like, Jason always in the background of doing all this stuff. And, like, oh, man, how are we going to introduce him? And it's basically just the same. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a popular story. I mean, story. Alfred, Alfred tells the story, the backstory for the most part. Because Batman's like, nope, not going to tell the story. Alfred, you tell it. I don't know. I don't know if I was... I liked it, but I didn't know if I was looking for a little bit more of a twist than just being like, oh, this is just the same. Yes. I don't know. There's a positive and negative in there. And then one final story. It's the Christmassy episode. Because Paul Dini can't not do a Christmas story. Uh, pretty much. The ventrilo- ventriloquist. Yeah, let me try that word again. There you go. The ventriloquist. There you go. Is uh, leaving Arkham. He's been cured of his problems. And at the same time, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are like, we want to have a party. So they, they oh, host. They're also officially a couple in this. Good for them. It's a modern world. I mean, there was hinting in the series before, but. In the 90s, but now they're like, no, they're they're a thing. Good for them. It's a modern world. They throw a big party for all the villains in Gotham. Except for the Joker. He's he's, not invited. He's a little salty. uh, Because on the invitation it says, no psycho (laughs) ex-boyfriends. So the party's happening. And then also there's a manipulation of the ventriloquist to try and cause problems. But he's able to fight off the power of the evil Chucky doll. Scarface. Scarface. That was because Joker kind of planted his head by giving like a hand sock. Yeah, And he's like, oh, I have made a puppet. And then Scarface is there. But he's able to overcome it and save the day because of uh, explosives that were left over from a time that he tried to blow things up with a blimp. <laughs> it's a feel-good story. Yes. That, that, was, that was just a one-shot, but they crammed a lot into it. I liked it. Yes. King Shark having a little cocktail at the party. Paul Dini, man. He loves his Christmas stuff. He'll, he'll always sneak a Christmas episode in there. Yes. Or story. Feels a little unseasonable to be doing a Christmas story in June, but there we go. Yeah, that's Batman the Animated Series. The Adventure Continues Season 1. Yeah, it was fun. It felt like you were watching or going through 
episodes of the animated series. I mean, it was I enjoyed it. I did, yeah, for the most part, I did. I wish we were able to spend a little bit more time with because it was like you could just get villains in there for like a quick cameo. Some of the fun of the show is like sticking with a villain and kind of diving into them a bit, which I guess we get with Deathstroke and a bit with Jason. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, because Deathstroke's throughout all of this, and Jason plays a prominent role in a lot of this. Yeah, it's close. It's very close, which is probably the best you can hope for. What I liked about this is it wasn't like a rehash or like a, oh, here's some episodes that you liked from the animated series and now we've turned them into a comic. It's its own standalone thing. Yeah. It's not like, it's not a comic adaptation of an episode. No, and it's fun to kind of dive back into that world because if you take out like the technology of like smartphones and pop culture references, it could, you know, just slot right in there. It's fun. It's worth the read, I think. And I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to season two, which... Now that I wait for things to come out in graphic novel form, I'll get to read in like a year. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? You make the choices you You'll make. get it in a year and you'll read it all in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, like in an hour. They'll go through the rate issues. So, you know, in eight months and then a few months after that, I'll get released in trade. So, yeah, about a year from now, I'll get to read season two. Yeah. How long will it take you to read it? An hour? I don't know. Probably not that much. Oh. I don't, know, I don't remember. I sat down and I read it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't even do it in one sitting. I, I fell asleep because it was late at night. No. Oh. So it was maybe two sittings. I did it in one sitting. <laughs> All right. That is that. That's. I think it's worth reading. Pick it up. I yeah, also want I would more, agree. I also want more of this, so buy it so they keep making it. <laughs> That's what I want. And it's probably, it's far cheaper than animating. Yeah. All right. So from there, we're going to move on to our final segment of the night in letters to the editors. A lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Uh, normally, if you want your own questions answered, write in. Editors.comics at gmail.com. We're always looking for more letters. Yes. Always. All right. But apparently you have a question. I do have a question. Well, first of all, this is my way of letting you know that the first two weeks of August, I won't be around. Okay. Uh, I'll be at Sugarloaf for a work summit one week on a Wednesday, and then I'm going to be traveling south for uh, for part of a week the week after, and... I need you to tell me the best place to go in Atlantic City because my mom and I are going to Atlantic City on our way to visit family. Oh, I have no idea. I've only been to Atlantic City a couple of times. Well, I figure you're a Jersey guy. And I was, like, yes, and I've been to Atlantic City a couple of times. So what casino would you recommend? I don't even remember what I went into. You probably were blind drunk. Yeah, I spent a couple of weekends there, but I wouldn't call myself a... Atlantic City aficionado. Well, I mean, I, I just assume Jersey, Atlantic City. I understand, like, I understand your connections. And also, that was like 10 years ago. I don't know what they're doing now. Is there a way I can go through Red Bank to get to Atlantic City? Like, how close is Atlantic City to Red Bank? If I wanted to stop at the quick stop. Uh, not very. They're not really close together at all. So then it's a no. No, I wouldn't. No, they're not really. I mean, no. Okay. <laughs> No, we're just going to see family, and my mother's like, we're traveling down together, we're driving. She's like, how would you like to go to Atlantic City for... I was like, yes, why not? Yeah, Atlantic- I'd love to lose some money. Yeah, Atlantic City's fun. It's really easy to get comp to room. Really? Yeah, if you just start spending a little, little comp your room pretty fast. Oh, okay. Good to know. That's what I mostly remember about Atlantic City. It's just how easy it was to get offered a hotel room for a night if you start spending some money. Not even that much money. Well, if, only if they have open rooms, they're probably like, oh, we can keep him here. And you're like, I got what I wanted. Yeah, ba- I mean, it's basically if you're staying the night, then you'll keep spending money. How well, how far of a drive is it? What, eight hours? To Atlantic City? From yeah. what, here? Yes. Um, from where we sit. Yeah, probably about nine. Let's see. 
see, I, I feel like I've come up wanting from this um, this conversation. Atlantic City, New Jersey, directions, finding the best route, well, seven hours, 50 minutes. But you got to go through Philly and New York. Well, mostly New York. You go south of Philly. Wow. All right. Well, get to drive through part of Delaware. That'll be fun. <laughs> Great. Delaware. Yes. Actually, Red Bank's a nice little town. I like it there. There's some good restaurants. The Pork Island Wildlife Management Area is down there, apparently. All right. Well. I'm sorry I couldn't help you with Atlantic City. I only went there a couple of times. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I have no real interest in like going back to Atlantic City. Really? Well, because if I like go to Jersey, there's other stuff I want to do. Atlantic City is low on that list. Will I be near Hoagie Haven? Not really. Damn it. Yeah, that would be... No. No, no. That'd be another side trip. Not as bad as Red Bank, but... Okay. All right, well... I may also stop at the Yingling Brewery. I don't know. Mostly because I like the beer. Yeah, why not? Pick up some Yingling. All right, there you go. Well, there we go. That question had nothing to do with anything. That was just an off-air conversation. All right, well, <laughs> I thought it was going to be, I thought you were going to be like, oh, Jersey, and you're going to have all these great things. I love but... Jersey, but yeah, I have not spent a ton of time in Atlantic City. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, when I was in college, it kind of came down to, it's like, I just. It was a did... song by the band. I didn't have enough money to really gamble to like do anything like I'm not saying I have enough money to really gamble either. Well, most I mean it was, it was like, oh, what table is the cheapest? That one. Oh, yes. I don't think they have $5 tables in Atlantic City. Oh, there were. Oh, okay. Perfect. Well, I mean 10 years ago. Oh, inflation, shit like that. I couldn't tell Cola. you what they are now. There were definitely $5 tables back then, but who knows about now. Yes. Well, there we go. Uh, life plans. That was this week's question. <laughs> Schedule it. Oh, that's fine, though. All right, let's wrap this up. Yes, if you enjoyed the show, go to uh, patreon.com slash editorsnotecomics. A dollar a day gets you the show. A dollar a month, rather, not a dollar a day. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, which for the duration of Loki will be on Wednesdays. Yeah, I got to get up and upstairs and start. Yeah, cutting. you got to get on that. Uh, also, you can find Zach on the uh, social medias, uh, mainly on Twitter at Editors No Comics. Yeah, and you're there too. Yes, at Junior Rich. You tweet probably. Uh, I've, I haven't tweeted in a while, actually. I should probably <laughs> send a tweet just to tweet. You don't need to send a tweet just to tweet. I mean, I could. I mean, I've done it before. Next week, we'll be back. For what? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Okay, that's really good. <laughs> Will you let me know more than 24 hours in advance? Eh, I'll try. All right, that's all I ask. I'm on vacation, so whatever. Is anything coming out next week? I don't know. At least Loki. We'll at least talk Loki and something else. Until then. Until then. Yeah, maybe you should do that one finally. What? Oh, well, since I've ruined your catchphrase, maybe it's time we finally watch the incest space catchphrase. No! <laughs> you, you no! Won't. It's the best. We're not watching the incest space sex cats.